Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. You join us on, I believe, episode 126. I think that's correct. I don't know. Alan may have miscounted. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm going to keep this short because I've got a feeling that we're going to be squeezing a lot into this show. Yeah, we've got a big lot. I wouldn't want to extend the introduction too much. We've got big stuff to squeeze into a small space today. Just so a bit. And uh, um, by the way, 126 episodes. Yeah. That must mean that the five-year anniversary was about six episodes ago. Yeah, possibly. Can I talk yet? Yeah, hello, Chris. Oh, thank you. Hello. You all right? Yeah, yeah, I thought you forgot about me. Didn't know you were here. Um, yeah. I, I never reply. No, he never replies. <laughs> That's very true. He never replies to anything. You all right, Chris? You are alive? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm getting there, I think. Send him a text message, no reply, no reply. Send the police around. Oh, he's all right. It's fine. Yeah, I'm still here somewhere. Man a, few, man a few words if they're written. Sounds good. <laughs> he's talking. That's right. Oh, yeah, well, you can. <laughs> cake <laughs> anyway um <laughs> we've got a lot to fit into the show uh so what we've we got going on we've uh we've got a bit of news which we're going to be sharing with you we've got lentester coming on to talk a little bit about touring plans and also uh kimmy's joining us because we're going to be talking a little bit about snack credits and she posted something up recently with regards to snack credits and what she uses or what could we use etc etc so she's going to come talk to us about that um be good which should be good. Um, and that's pretty much the entire show. So uh, I suppose we should start off by going through some news. Yeah. Let's why do not? some news. Here we go. That didn't work. Let's try it again. Here we go. <laughs> good morning, sir. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. time for the three by three and uh, it's the news so what we got coming up let's start off with alan no problem um it won't be long before you can be a front page stunner at um the hollywood brown derby chris camp mini mickey to close in early january and holidays around the world at epcot has begun so alan do you want to tell us a little bit more about what's going on with hollywood brown derby no problem um over at the brown derby they've installed some new interactive frames now they're still being tested at the moment so they're not in full operation but basically what's going to happen is that there's some old-fashioned magazine style um, front pages that are in frames yeah and if you've got your magic plus wristband and you've got a photograph attached to it as in like a photo pass thing a profile photo almost yeah yeah it will sort of update as you pass the um picture frames 
Now, cast members are currently testing that. Um, obviously, they've got the the photos attached to the wristband. Yeah. Um, and the plan is apparently that when when you've sort of got in the restaurant, the restaurant knows you're about to approach, so they've they've got the image ready. When you're sitting down at your table, there is a possibility that they're going to be printing off that photo for you um, to either buy as a souvenir or you can add it to your photo pass. So that's quite cool. So that, that's one yeah. of the, the new things that they're going to be adding in. And that, you can expect to see this a lot more around the place as well. Well, they talk about this a lot, haven't they? The idea of it's your birthday. It might be winning the poop here's in the window and says happy birthday or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a, a minor but cool point. Yeah, I, even sort of along the lines of um, when you go to sort of Pirates of the Caribbean, the chance that there's going to be like a wanted poster for you as a pirate, you know, yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The sound of that that sounds cool. Does sound good. Okay, making use of the old uh, wristband, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's a, the, the world's oyster, isn't it? The, the amount of stuff that's going to be coming with this Magic Plus stuff is going to be huge. So I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it next year in action. So that'd be cool. It's going to be, I think, you know in, um, oh, what's it called, Wally, the film? Yeah. Wall, Wall-E. wall That's the one. Um, it's going to be a, to a point almost like that, really, isn't it? You're going to have all your information on yeah. your wristband, your experience is going to be tailored to you, you, you might just have a screen in front of your face. Yeah, yeah you imagine that. Um, yeah, it, it, it could be. Do it at home, then. Save your... some money on the flights. <laughs> like just, just a virtual holiday at home. Yeah. Okay. The seat warms up until you start sweating, and then you feel like you're in Florida. Get the old yeah. radiator on, and it starts raining. Uh, some pours a bucket of water over your head. Yeah. Um, yeah, that works. I think that works. I think we should do that. That'd be cool. But that sounds good. Uh, interactive photos then at Hollywood Brown Derby. Right, Chris, what's happening with Festival of the Lion King? Oh, I'm a bit upset. The final performance of the uh, Festival of the Lion King in Camp Mini Mick is confirmed. It's going to be the last one. It's going to be the 5th of January. And of course, once it's done, that's done. It's going to be relocated to Africa for summer 2014. Can we just so hopefully that's by the time I get Africa, there. Not the real Africa. <laughs> no, no, obviously Africa and Animal Kingdom. And be, hopefully be quite by the time I get trip. there, it will uh, be open. But of course, obviously the bad part is obviously Camp Many Mickey's going to sort of disappear as well. Yeah. See, this is one of the reasons I love going to this park, you what? know, because you start to get climatized, get to see some Rubbish. characters. Rubbish. Never too much of a long wait. Rubbish. But um, Rubbish. Donald Duck is going to basically move to uh, Dino Land. Uh, so we'll join Goofy over there. Um, King Louie and Baloo expected to move over to the uh, boat dock in Asia. I think that's where Winnie the Pooh is at the moment as well, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, there's new locations for Pocahontas and Chippendale. They're not, they're not known yet, so... But one thing, Alan has prepared this script. Obviously, the biggest thing in Camp Minnie and Mickey are Minnie and Mickey, but he's not actually told us where they're going. Uh, they're retiring. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. going to join Pocahontas and Chippendale down Dorky. 85 years old now, you know. They, they, they need some time off. I mean, you'd think Pocahontas and Chippendale would be more important than King Louie and Baloo. Well, yeah, but where else would you meet King Louie and Baloo? In the jungle. The mighty jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there was talk about, and I don't know if this is happening or not happening or has already happened, but weren't they going to be changing one of the shops in um, Discovery Island? Yeah, there was talk about it, wasn't there? Yeah. And that was going to become a meet and greet. Yes, there was a discussion that was going to happen. Um, was that Beastly Bazaar? Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know if... Yeah, because you've got Beastly Bazaar and you've got Island Mercantile quite close to each other. And yeah, very, very close, aren't they? did the same sort of thing, didn't they? So... Yeah, so, you know, Mickey Mouse could end up being over there. 
and put Hunters and Chip and Dale. Yes, indeed. So Maybe. there we go. That's what's happening over there with Lion King. Um, and uh, moving over to me, because it's, it's Christmas time. When it's, uh, finally Christmas time, which means I'm allowed to play stuff like this. Tis the season to be jolly and joyous. Oh, no, rubbish. You were too delayed. It's Christmas time, and that means Epcot is getting all festive, and uh, we have got the uh, Christmas storytelling around the world and holidays around the world and all that sort of stuff. Just want to very quickly head over to our friend Jim Corcus because he is going to tell us a little bit about what's going on with the holiday storytelling. This holiday season is a time for friends and family to get together and have a big meal, unwrap presents, and of course share stories. That's one of the reasons that Walt Disney, one of the greatest storytellers of them all, loved this festive time of the year. Walt loved traveling to foreign countries and hearing all the stories and legends of those cultures. And he was very excited to come back to the Disney Studios and share those with his artists who worked there. One of the ways that heritage continues today is through holiday storytelling around the world showcase at Epcot. Each of the 11 pavilions at the world showcase feature their own engaging storyteller. Some of the stories are real, like the stories of Christmas and Ramadan and Hanukkah. Other stories feature mythological creatures that spring to life through vivid words telling the legend of a Norwegian gnome who loves porridge and a Chinese monkey king who needs to learn the lesson of humility. Unlike costumes for a movie or a stage play that might just be seen briefly or at a distance, the holiday storytellers wear costumes created to see up close and personal. The show directors and other members of the creative team approach creative costuming to craft a costume that will best help tell the story. Using the highly sophisticated system known as CAD or computer-aided design, a costumer can select different colors, choose accessories to create exactly what they want right down to the most minute detail. But no matter how sophisticated the technology, there is still no substitute for the skills of the craftspeople here at Walt Disney World Resort. These costumes are carefully handcrafted. When you experience holiday storytelling around the world showcase at Epcot, you'll not only be enchanted by the wondrous tales they weave, but also by the artistry woven into each of their magnificent costumes. And this is just part of the grand tapestry of the Walt Disney World holiday festivities. There's a lot more, but that's another story. There you go. That's what's going on then at Walt Disney World with regards to uh, the holidays around the world, the storytelling stuff that happens. Has anybody been over there for the storytelling? Anyone been for the holiday season? No, no. Never made it. I've never dared. 
never join the queues. Yeah, never made it. It's uh, it's probably going to be really busy at that time of year. I don't know. We'll speak to Lancaster in a bit. I'm sure you'll be able to tell us. But just to tell you uh, what else is going on, we've got food going on around the world and loads of other stuff as well. Uh, we've got the usual... Uh, the, stuff that's going on in the, each of the different countries. You've got holidays in Canada, United Kingdom, France, Morocco, Japan, the Americas, Italy, Germany, China, Norway, Mexico. Loads of different sort of uh, performances that go on during that time as well. There's also a new gingerbread village that's opened in Future World, and there's something called Joyful, which is like a gospel music kind of um, event that happens throughout the day as well. That's just some of the stuff that's happening around World Showcase itself. But of course, as with everything that goes on, it's all about food. And uh, just to tell you the sort of different food items that you can get, uh, there's the Promenade Refreshments. They've got a savoury seasonal waffle. They've got a turkey waffle, which is stuffing batter, turkey gravy and cranberry relish. Sounds wrong. Sweet potato casserole waffle. A, a hot holiday twinings teas. They've got hot chocolates and hot ciders. In Canada, you can go to the popcorn cart. You can get a maple, uh, pecan maple bark. UK's got hot applejack cider. There's a bouche de noël au chocolat. Look at that. In France, and a gingerbread ice is, cream as well. Is that a mouth of Christmas chocolate? Uh, bouche de noël au chocolat is bouche of chocolate... Yeah, chocolate mouth of Christmas. It's actually a chocolate Christmas log. <laughs> um, teriyaki chicken in Japan. They've got gingerbread men, uh, apple cider, peppermint bark, cocoa, candy canes in America, hot chocolate in Italy. Uh, well done for pushing the boat out. Uh, you've got the Sommerfest and Chris Kindlemarkt in uh, Germany. Joy of Tea in China. A Kringler Bakery, uh, like a rice cream in Norway. And then you've got uh, Sweet Tamalas uh, going on in um, in Mexico. So loads of different things you can try around the, uh, around the seasons as well. So that's all of the stuff that's happening with regards to that. And that is the end of our news. So we're going to take... Uh, oh, no, we haven't. We've got our, our refurbishments to do. I completely forgot. Oh, so let's I, have I, a, I forgot to update the refurbishments. Have you? So uh, let's have a look then. So it's uh, not much, There's not much closed at the moment. No. The car park is now in I shrunk the kids' playground uh, is closed until the 19th of November. That's gone. Oh, that's gone. Is there any water parks um, closed? Lagoon is closed yeah, until the 22nd of December. You've got the parking lots, HIJK, closed at downtown Disney. And in Disneyland Paris, pretty much everything is now open. So there we go. So that's all of the... Uh, the refurbishments and closures, etc., that are going on. So we are going to take a very quick break, and uh, we are then going to be back, and we're going to talk to Len Tester. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Yes, the future's arrived. The future has certainly arrived. Um, we've, we've, we've spoken to this, this man before uh, and about the wonderful things that he does. Uh, but the thing is, in the, the existence of what is now Mag- My Magic Plus and all this sort of stuff, I reckon this stuff's only going to get bigger and bigger. We invite Len Tester onto the show. Hello, Len. 
Hey, how's it going? All Thanks right. for having me. Good, yeah. Um, well, for those of you who don't know who Lentester is, he is an all-round author, good guy, knows everything about Disney, and owner of touringplans.com. Uh, we've got Alan and Chris, of course, here, as always. But, uh, Len, for those people who may never have heard of Touring Plans, do you want to kind of give us a, a, a kind of synopsis of what it actually is? Sure. So, uh, so a touring plan is a step-by-step itinerary for seeing the rides you want to ride in a Disney park while minimizing your weight in line. And so it's a, it's a you know, step one, go here. Step two, go here. Step three, you see this type of thing. And, uh, and to, to do those, to create those touring plans that minimize your weight in line requires a whole bunch of uh, computing power behind the scenes. And it was, the, uh, it was the subject of my master's degree, my graduate schoolwork. I got recruited by Bob Selinger, who writes the unofficial guide, mm-hmm. um, to work on that, and then that turned into a career. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we found a man who actually went to university, did a degree, and is actually using it in real life. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> very, very few. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Apparently, that yeah, that makes me special just by itself, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's <laughs> exactly right. I've got a friend who works in media uh, and and magazines and things like that, and did a politics degree and doesn't know anything. Uh, it's brilliant. My uh, my, form, my former ba- boss had an archaeology degree. <laughs> brilliant. There you go. There's an example for okay. you. So, okay. Okay. So we want to talk about time plans. We have spoken about time plans before. If you want to go through the old shows, you'll be able to find out some of the stuff that Len was talking about last time. But there's been some real developments with regards to the parks and with regards to touring plans and all those bits and pieces. Now, you're talking about these um, sort of... uh, These these touring plans are useful with regards to knowing where to go next to to save the amount of time that you're waiting. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there's a big spanner in your works now. This new thing called FastPass Plus, which is slowly being integrated. Um, And now people obviously have been able to choose their FastPass time without having to go off anywhere and being able to sort of be very, very specific with their times without having to worry about, oh, what time is it here, what time is it here? Has this put a massive spanner in the works for touring plans? It, it required some some thought on our part because yeah. you know we we are always able to handle things like meals. If you tell us you want to take a, a break for for lunch at noon for yeah. an hour, we could fit that into any touring plan. And even regular fast pass, you know, we could sort of if you told us, hey, I've got this uh, this fast pass for Jungle Cruise and it says come back at eleven a.m. You know, we, we'd get you back there in time. Yeah. Um, but all of that was based on our predictions about what the fast pass return time was going to be. Um, the when when Disney uh, introduced FastPass Plus, um, there were two problems we had to solve. One was if you told me you had a FastPass Plus reservation for, let's say, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. at noon, I had to make sure that the touring plane got you to Pirates of the Caribbean sometime between noon and, and one o'clock, right? Okay, yeah. But the other thing was, and I think this is the bigger question that Disney Disney doesn't answer this, but uh, some attractions are are better uh, uses for FastPass Plus than others. So, so Mickey's PhilharMagic is generally a terrible use of FastPass Plus, mm-hmm. um, but Space Mountain is not. Space Mountain is a, is a, is a good place to use FastPass Plus. So the question that we had to answer for people is, you know, given all of these choices that I could possibly make, yeah. what are my top three choices for FastPass Plus? So it, it wasn't enough for, for us just to uh, tell people, you know, give me, you make your FastPass reservations and we'll optimize it. Mm-hmm. We actually had to make suggestions for them. To, to, to use FastPass Plus. So the way it works now is, and this took probably four months to figure out, if you tell me the rides you want to ride and you tell me, look, Disney's giving me three or four FastPasses, uh-huh. um, we'll optimize your touring plan, but then we'll tell you from, you know, one to N, if you've got, you know, let's say you've got 20 steps, 
we'll order your attractions one to 20 and say, here's the attraction that you should try and get a fast pass for first. And here's the time. And then if you get that one, here's number two and three and so on. So we'll essentially prioritize your list for you in case one of them isn't available. Right. And, and that, took some, that took some work to do. Yeah, I can imagine that's a big undertaking. Then the, uh, the other thing that was confusing was, have you guys seen the new uh, tiering system at Epcot and the studios? Yes. I've heard about it. Yeah. So you can't... So in, in the old FastPass system, right, you could get a FastPass on the same day for, for Toy Story Mania, for Rock and Roller Coaster, and Tower of Terror. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But now with FastPass Plus, you can only get uh, either, either Toy Story Mania or Rock and Roller Coaster, but not both. Mm-hmm. And the same thing at Epcot. You can get Soren or Test Track, but not both in the same day. Now, that's, that's for FastPass Plus. If you're staying off-site, you can still get all the FastPasses you want, right, oh, for all the attractions. So, we, yeah, so you're fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> was, that, was that Chris that was? That, that was me, yeah. yeah. I, I can't yeah, afford yeah. to stay on-site. Uh, so you, you might actually be better off, Chris, than, uh, than, than anyone else with using FastPass Plus. So, but, we, but, the, but the software had to know that, right? It had to know about these limitations. So, for example, um, if I was going to make suggestions to you about what to use your FastPass Plus for, I couldn't say get one for Tour Story Mini and get one for Test Track if you're staying on site because it's not possible. So we had to build those rules into it too. Unfortunately, um, we we had some we had an Imagineer tell us about a year ago that that was coming, uh, and we we wrote the software uh, anticipating that it would happen, and so we did. So it worked out. It worked out fairly well. But yeah, but that was uh, that, that took us a while to figure out. Here's the uh, here's the interesting thing, though. Let's say you um, let's say you you're at the Animal Kingdom and you get Fast Pass Plus reservations for Kilimanjaro Safaris, Expedition Everest, and Kali River Rapids. Right. Um, yeah. Depending on the time of year you go, uh, Kali River Rapids might not have more than a 10 minute wait throughout the day. So if you go in September you know, off-season, or if you go in, uh, you know, uh, late March, uh, or sorry, early March before, you know, spring break starts, or if you go in May, you know, the, the lines aren't going to be that long. So the software will actually tell you um, if the wait is too low that the thing that you've got a Fast Plus reservation for isn't a good use of that Fast Pass Plus, and will make other suggestions for you. So it'll tell you, you know, um, you could you could get uh, uh, a, a festival, no, sorry, a, a Finding Nemo, Reservation, or you could go on dinosaur, or you could do these other things instead. Yeah. So that was uh, that was hard to do as well. I've got to say that that is pretty pretty clever stuff because sometimes the fast pass queue seems to be even longer than the normal queue. Yeah, it has been. That's uh, I think I think that's Disney fooling around with the uh, the return times with yeah. um with the with the rates. But the, uh, the interesting thing was we so we roll out this fast pass plus software and we started getting emails from people saying. Especially for Collie River Rapids, you know, look, I've, you know, I've got five attractions on my touring plan. One of them is Collie River Rapids, and the software is telling me not to use FastPass here because it would result in a longer wait in line. And, you know, we looked at it, and the software was right. I mean, the, you know, you should never get a Collie River Rapids FastPass at 9 a.m. There's, there's no need <laughs> to use no. FastPass Plus. But again, Disney, Disney's not telling you this, right? Yeah. Disney's not telling you, oh, that's a terrible choice for FastPass Plus. So, so we're the ones that do that. Has I'm gonna sort of sort of go back into this a bit, but you know what? When when I go to Disney World, there's a sort of video, and they try to talk you about what's in the different parks, and it'll say something along the lines of, um, "If you're going to Kilimanjaro Safaris, sort of go first thing in the morning because the animals are more active." 
And obviously a lot of people yeah. do head straight towards the safaris first thing in the morning. And this obviously is building up the crowd. Would your touring plans sort of counteract that? As in, say for example, your touring plans always said, right, okay, well for nine o'clock you want to be at, I don't know, Cali River Rapids, and then you want to go to safaris. Right. Would you, by sort of altering the crowd to an extent where it would start to increase Cali River Rapids? So we, we actually take that into account. Um, one of the things the software does is it knows about all of the other people that uh, it is scheduled to be at attractions at different times. Uh-huh. Right. So if we, if we tell you to arrive at Dumbo at 10 a.m., um, internally we know that uh, you know, you're going to be at Dumbo at, at, at 10 a.m. So anybody else who's going to go to Dumbo uh, at 10 a.m. is not only going to see the original line that we predicted, but also the incremental weight from, from your group as well. Right. Now, we don't, we don't yet ask you how many people are in your group. We assume yep. it's three. Yeah. Um, because the average is right around three, but um, but yeah. So let's say, let's say that it takes uh, Dumbo on average an extra you know five seconds to process three people in a line. So if the if the original wait is going to be ten minutes, and then we tell we we know that your group is coming, the pe- yeah. uh, the, the people that go after you are going to get not ten minutes but ten minutes and five seconds as their wait. Right. Uh, that is clever stuff. And it's actually probabilistic. So, you know, we know that if we tell you to get there at 10 o'clock, you may not get there exactly at 10 o'clock. You might get there a little bit earlier or a little bit later. So we actually um, uh, shape the wait times around it so that there's a probabilistic distribution around 10 o'clock. So it's, it's, it's better than nothing, right? It's not perfect. You know, people could show up an hour earlier, an hour later. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, 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 at least, it's a decent least way of adjusting it. it. You, you've added it into the calculation. You, you've so won the ball. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've actually we've had to do it. So the uh, the interesting thing is when we when we were first building the software, we one of the goals was that it, it could support um, forty thousand families simultaneously in the parks. Wow. And so all of our all of our um, load testing of the software had to assume forty thousand people forty thousand families simultaneously using the software, and it had to schedule everything. And and so we tested that. Back in 2011, and it, it uh, so we, we run on the. I guess familiar with the Amazon Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so Amazon, Amazon.com, mm. the uh, the the bookseller, they they run a a, a huge web uh, hosting service called Amazon Cloud, um, and we run all of our stuff on Amazon Cloud. And the interesting thing about it is that it's it's scalable, so we can you know we can support literally 40,000 families at a time and pay, you know, almost nothing for it. But one of the things we had to do when we were testing the software is we, um, we, had, to, we had, to, I had to contact Amazon and say, I'm going to test this software and I need this, this many computers to do it yeah. because it was beyond the normal limit that they give you. And, uh, and so I told them, you know, this is what we're doing. And normally there's like a huge process you go through. There's forms to fill out and, you know, you've got to schedule it different times. They, uh, but I, I told them what I was doing and, you know, that was Disney related. And, and this, they wrote back and said, okay. <laughs> they just let me do it. It was, it was really neat. It was, they, I think they, they like the idea, and I've been in contact with them a couple of times since then. But, yeah, we can support 40,000 families simultaneously with wow. the software. 40,000, that's immense. 40,000, yeah, we figured 120,000 people. Yeah. Wow. Just, just one or two, then. Not which, many. Is, which is kind of... Yeah, just a, <laughs> That's kind of almost capacity, really, isn't it? At, at somewhere like I ran it from my laptop, too, which is the funniest thing. Wow. I the, uh, I ran, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, so that we, we, really all we need to do is generate load on the laptop, and then everything else happens on the Amazon side. But, uh, 
Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty impressive. One of the great developments, it. certainly for us in the UK, is this idea of there being free Wi-Fi in the parks, which is so, yep. makes such a massive difference to a lot of people. And, you know, one of the my phone became a brick when I was in the US last time because yep. I just didn't dare use anything for it. it. And I think it's more about the cost, isn't it? That's right. And I think we talked last time you were on. We talked about this, the whole thing about touring plans and and people in Britain about how it's not always as useful for them when they're in America because they can't necessarily access everything. Whereas it's now there's, because there's been this development of Wi-Fi, we've now got FastPass Plus in there, we've got the MyMagic Plus, mm-hmm. people are using their mobiles. You've obviously got your lines up in there. Do you find now that people are beginning to kind of create touring plans as they go? You know, they arrive in the park, they get there at 10, they go, right, we need a touring plan for today, can we personalise one, get it up? And what's kind of what have you done with the phone optimization stuff with, with regards to helping with that? Yeah, so the um, we, mobile is is obviously the way that we we stay in the parks with people. Course, the um, yeah. and one of the things that we did with the touring plans was give you the ability to update your touring plan while you're in the park. And this is the this is the big advantage to having a mobile phone in the park versus mm-hmm. like a uh, uh, you know a paper touring plan. It, every touring plan I've ever I've ever done, every family I've ever seen, um, you know something happens throughout the day where the touring plan gets thrown off. Right, so. You know, some uh, your, your child gets hungry, but it's not yet lunchtime, yeah. or you know, somebody needs to go to the bathroom, or somebody wants to ride Haunted Mansion twice, and it wasn't part of the plan. So, you know, uh, in the past, if you had a, a paper touring plan, you would essentially have to figure out for yourself, you know, based on the wait times and what was left to do during the day, you know, what you should do next. But the uh, the, the the great thing about the software is now, if you let's say you you get off track and you lose 20 minutes shopping or taking a break or whatever. Um, there's actually an optimized button on the Alliance mobile app for your touring plan. And it'll, uh, what it, it will do is from that point forward through the day, it'll take whatever steps you have left in your touring plan and it'll re-optimize it based on where you are and the current time of day and all the current weights. And it'll make sure that the plan that you've got for the rest of the day is the best you could possibly do. Wow. So it really, it, it takes out that whole, you know, what do I do now? thing hmm. uh and and it makes sure that uh whatever happens from from now until the end of the day is uh as good as it possibly could be and you could even you know let's say you wanted to go on haunted mansion twice you could literally audit add it to your touring plan hit the optimize button and it'll figure out for the rest of the day what you should do to write haunted mansion again and see everything else you wanted to see so there's really no thinking there's no juggling there's no what do we do now you just click a button and do what it does and, and i was really happy with that actually that was sort of like my the thing I wanted to get in, the feature I wanted to get in for families, because you know, even if you prepare uh, for for most things that could happen, there's still going to be you know times where you don't know what to do or things take longer than they should, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be stressed about it, right? Totally not. Well, I'm just thinking here, right, out loud. Yeah, you should tie in with a tour operator in the UK, because we were talking about this the other day that. When people or families book a holiday to go to Disney World, sometimes they get put off by the amount of planning that is involved. For example, the ADRs and what sort of ticket yeah. you need to get. Yeah. Now, you've got a limited amount of information with a, a tour operator because they produce a brochure. Right. If you've got a tie-in with there, you've given them sort of guests another sort of asset in their planning mode. We actually do. So there's a there's a couple of companies in the U.S. that we uh, that we work with. So uh, uh, do you guys have? Uh... So we have AAA, the American Automobile Association. Yeah. Do you guys have a? We have yeah. kind of. We have. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so we've tried it. We've tied in with them in a, in a few states, and uh, yeah, and so they've they've been they've they've been really helpful for us, and you know, just to see what sort of the general public 
explore in terms of touring, and then we help their clients, obviously. So let's, so let's just very quickly talk through this whole phone optimization thing. So I've got the Lines app open at, as we mm-hmm. speak right now. So I've decided I'm going to go to the Magic Kingdom. So I'll click on my Magic Kingdom. Um, so I've got here the unofficial guide, Dumbo or Die in a Day Touring Plan. Right? <laughs> sure. So if I click on that now, bearing in mind it's yeah. now, what, nearly 4 o'clock in the yeah. US, uh, in, in the Magic Kingdom. So I click there. And then basically it will bring up and it'll let me select that. Now it tells me I've got 27 steps to go and it tells me now that I've got to start a Buzz Lightyear. So that has now optimized where I need to start to complete the day. Um, Let's see. So hold on, I'm doing the same steps as you. Yeah. Let's see. You may have to copy the copy the plan. Get a copy okay, of the plan. Okay. Does, it, does it actually do it? Yeah, yeah. It does ask me to do a copy of the plan. Okay. So there's a copy in the upper right hand. Yeah. So yeah. copy it and then optimize it. And it'll tell you what to do next. It'll probably tell you you don't have time to do it uh, today. So copy plan. So I, I click copy plan. It's now submitting that to my copy of my plan. Yep. Um, yep. I just it's just amazing that it's that simple. Yep. It really is. So if you if you actually uh, plan, you know, plan for it a, a little bit in advance, it'll uh, it'll you know it'll be even better because you're starting again. You're starting at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It'll tell you there's probably not enough time to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, if you started in the beginning, of the, so the uh, you know one of those. Th- have you ever heard the phrase uh, "eat your own dog food"? You yeah. know what that means. All right. So uh, so what it, what it means is when you build a tool, you have to use the tool yourself. Right. So Laurel, uh, my partner, and I were in uh, Disneyland. It's like about two months ago. And uh, it was the day before we were going to leave, and we went into Disneyland, but really with no idea of a plan. So we're sitting there eating breakfast, and I'm, I'm asking Laurel, you know, what it is she wants to see during the day. And she rattles off, like, you know, eight attractions or whatever. And we, uh, I'm like, okay, well, let's do a touring plan and see if it works. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, geez, geez, this better work, right? But we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we did the eight attractions, you know, Space Mountain, Jungle Cruise, you know, all the, the highlights of Disneyland. And I think our longest wait was like eight minutes. Wow. And it optimized it exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it has uh, said that, that in order to optimize, the following tweaks need to be made. And it's got a list of different things that need to be made. Oh, it'll tell you, right. So if, a, if an attraction is closed, it'll tell you it's closed. If you try and schedule a break, like the, on that plan, there's probably yeah. a lunchtime um, scheduled, you know, sometime, sometime yeah. around noon. And it'll tell you that, you know, noon has already passed and you can't schedule a break then. So it'll make sure that you don't – the reason why we have that is if you – let's say you try and schedule a break, yeah. uh, a midday break along with the afternoon parade, it'll tell you you can't do both of those things. Um, so you have to make a – you have to fix one of them, right? Either mm-hmm. make a shorter break or move it to a different time. So there's lots of uh, editing built in to make sure that you don't accidentally miss something you really want to see. Yeah. Just, that's what uh, that's there for. It's, it's, it kind of blows my mind. I, I, I'm totally <laughs> honest. I just kind of look at it and go, I don't know. It just, yeah. Um, as I've said before, I've used it before, and it, it works. It genuinely works. And it, that's kind of the thing that blows my mind, um, that something that's so complicated on a, on a, a scale of a, a, a place that's the same size as San Francisco, you've able to crunch this data to optimize people's vacation time in four theme parks etc um which is just i how you even start doing that and where how you even began to come up with that idea is i just i don't know and uh, that's what blows my mind i think i just i can't just fathom it um it's, it's a bit like the sort of the sat nav you know the tom yeah, tom yeah it's, you, know, it's it. you hit the traffic jam you press the button it gets you a new route get yeah. you somewhere else quick yeah it's exactly right and it's just uh, is there any plans of going gps on this uh, so we we're, yeah, we're, we actually have a demo of it. The um, the interesting thing that we uh, uh, that we discovered is when we uh, so we know all the walking times yeah. between any two points in the park, right? Yeah. So if you want to go from Jungle Cruise to 
um, let's say the Fantasyland uh, uh, train station. We know how long it takes to walk there. Um, but the way that we we did it is sort of, uh, you, you can tell that we're technical people. So um, we didn't actually walk all the way from Jungle Cruise to the um, Fantasyland train station. Uh, what we did is we, uh, so if you think about each land, right, mm-hmm. it, like Adventureland, there's only uh, two or three ways, three ways probably to get out of Adventureland. One is to go past pirates towards Frontierland, right? Yeah. Oh. One is to go past Swiss Family Treehouse over the bridge into Main Street. Yep. And the third way is sort of by the bathrooms that put you on the border the, between Frontierland and Liberty Square. Yep. So what we did to, to compute the, the walking distances is we figured out from every point in Adventureland, so from Jungle Cruise and Magic Carpets and Pirates and uh, all the restaurants, uh, how long it takes to walk to each of those three places. And then for Liberty Square, we figured out how long it takes to walk from everywhere in Liberty Square to the border of Frontierland. And from Frontierland, we figured out how long it takes to uh, to get from anywhere in front of Frontierland over to where it meets Adventureland and over to where it meets Liberty Square. And we did that for every section of the park. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's, there's, a, uh, there's a process, a well-known process in computer science, that if you give it just that data, we'll actually figure out how to walk from between any two points in the park as long as everything's connected. So as long as you can tell it, here's, how, here's where the connection is between Frontierland and Adventureland. And here's where the connection is between Frontierland and Liberty Square. And here's where Liberty Square connects to Fantasyland and so on. It'll figure out all the walking distances for you. So we, uh, so we figured that out. And when we figured that out, we realized that we actually have a tour that says, as you're walking by these particular places, if you know the GPS coordinates, we'll tell you, like, all the interesting things that you see along the way. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're working on right now. So if we tell you you're going to walk from Jungle Cruise to, uh, to Fantasyland train station, not only will we uh, we'll get you there in the shortest possible way, but we'll also, we also know what you're going to be passing by. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to tie that back into like little pieces of trivia. So as you walk past Adventureland, you can look up oh, and see wow. the knitting that's happening. Yeah, so we're working on that. So while you've been talking and while you've been going, I've still been playing with my copy of the... <laughs> So I've, I've, actually, I've actually just bought a copy. You've talked me into it so go. much. So I've actually, um, I've just, I've just completed three attractions. I've just been to <laughs> Peter Pan's flight and picked up a fast pass. And uh, again, straight away, it's now telling me this is where I need to go. It's put Peter Pan's flight in at the time that my fast pass says I need to return. Um, right, last just like so it that. also knows, it also knows that you can be up to fifteen minutes late for your fast pass. Right. Too. Okay. And the other thing as well, even in here, even though I've started this late, uh, later in the day, it's actually telling me I can still have a good lengthy break in the middle of the day as well. Uh, which the break is actually now reduced. Now I've changed my fast pass time uh, and put in, it's now telling me my break is now slightly shorter. But uh, yep. just... It sounds like being married. Oh, it's just amazing. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like being married. Now, the, the next thing... Uh, that you're kind of currently just rolling out, which is part of yeah. the, the website. It's this idea of room photos. And we talked, uh, again, the last time you were on, about how you do all your light optimization and about all that sort of stuff within the parks. And yep. I've, I've got to get this right. You basically got photos of nearly every room in every Disney resort in Walt Disney World. That's and people are going to be right. able to go onto the website. That's right. So, um, so one of the, the big questions that that uh, that you have to face, or the, they have to answer when you're booking a Disney vacation, is what kind of room to book at your resort. Yeah. So, even if you know, for example, that you want to stay at uh, at Port Orleans Riverside, yeah. um, you still have to know whether you want a standard view room or a garden view room 
or a pool view room or a rear view room. And some and they're more expensive, right? So they're mm-hmm. you know, some of them might be five or ten dollars a night more. Yeah. Some of them might be twenty five dollars a night more. The big question is 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 it worth it? Right? Yeah. Of course. Um that's the first question you have to answer. So if you call a travel agent or you know if you go online what you will see is sort of like, you know, words that describe the view. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, obviously the river view gets you a view of the river, but what exactly is a view of the river? Um, so what we just decided to do was um, to, to show people what these views look like. So we were going to, originally we were going to do um, sort of like representative samples. So here's a view from this particular building of, of Port Orleans Riverside. But then as we were doing this, the, uh, the next question that came up was like, well, how do I, how do I book this particular room? And, and you know, what room, are you, what really, where are you standing? Yeah. And from that, it was like a, a, a short leap to, why don't we just get pictures of, from all the rooms? Literally, every, why don't we get the, the view that you get from every single room in Walt Disney World? And we'll tell people, if you like this view, here's how to request this specific room. So we did. So it took a year. Uh, we, we ended up with, uh, 30,000 photos. Wow. Uh, uh, and we, and Disney cooperated with us, by the way, we didn't, we didn't do this by ourselves. Disney helped us out. <laughs> I was going to say that's giving a tip to the roommates. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, no, was doing. yeah. Excuse me. Can I just, I just, I need a minute. I need like 30 seconds here. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, we, so we, we, we actually briefly considered, uh, having one of us get hired in housekeeping to take right. the photos. Honest to God. <laughs> uh, figuring that was the easiest way to do it. Another right? guy hiding in the trolley. <laughs> room service <laughs> so uh so we did so we um so if you go online we, we're about halfway through rolling it out right now we've got most of the value resorts i think all the the moderates and we're sort of slowly working our way through the deluxes but uh um yeah you can you can see the view from literally every single room and the uh the interesting thing is that um we'll we'll tell you for the room you're looking at we'll tell you how to request that specific room, um, and we'll, we, you can filter things like you can say, show me all of the rooms within a three-minute walk of the lobby that's, that are also a three-minute walk to bus transportation and that are, you know, very quiet. So we have a, we have a room noisiness level filter. We have uh, walking time filters. We've got, um, for people who are handicapped, we know all the handicap-accessible rooms, and we know all of the features available in those rooms. So some have roll-in showers, others have rails on the tubs, mm-hmm. others have assistive learning, uh, sorry, assistive listening devices. So we know all of that, and you can, re- you can request those rooms. So when you, uh, when you put in your filters, um, we'll show you all of the rooms in all of the buildings that, that meet your criteria, yeah. and then you can click on those individual rooms and see the view from that room. There you go. And you're, I always wonder what the description means. Like you said, the, the view of the river. Is it the real river, or is it just sort of like a dirty sort of? Yeah, and is it, you know, right is it a, is, Yeah, is it a straight-on view? Is it you know an oblique view? Is it from the side? The other thing is that we, and this is interesting, that um, you, you have you guys ever done room requests, uh, like yeah, you know, fax something in or send yeah. in a letter. We have uh, yeah. done room requests. Uh, we stayed in the um, movies, all-star movies, and tried to request a room in the Toy Story building. So it it turns out that um, when no matter how you send in the information, if you do it via the website or your travel agent or you yeah. send in a letter or a room request, the, the system that um, – one of the systems along the way only has 80 characters to store your request. Right. So you can type in a two-page letter, and if we've seen them, right? You see their <laughs> templates out on the web. You, you get literally 80 characters, so you get about 24-letter words. Uh, <laughs> 
to, to, to make your request. So one of the things that we did was uh, we made sure that all of our, our instructions for requesting a specific room fit in those 80 characters. And that, uh, that took some, some work as well, but uh, we, did, we know all the abbreviations that Disney uses, and we use them as well, so that if you want to request a specific building, yeah. we will give you the exact text to use with Disney Brilliant. to get that particular room. I've so who shouldn't start my request with, I have this daughter who likes Mickey Mouse and would yeah. like to... Yeah. Yeah. This is our, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you're great and... <laughs> Yeah. So the you know the the two page templates that you that you see online or you know all the background information about your this is about your trip and your family none of that gets typed in it, it's you know it's literally eighty characters that they get for for room requests and the uh, the other interesting thing that we did is if you if you tell us here's the kind of room that I want so you know you want it to be this many minutes of walking uh, and it's eighty accessible when we when we give Disney the text for your room we'll also list uh, several other alternatives. And all of them will meet your criteria too. Right. right. So here I've got a room at the Art of Animation, and the text required is building BLDG6 FLR1 W facing room. And then that's yeah, so literally uh, it. Building 6 floor 1 west facing room, yes. Huh. Wow. Yeah, 30,000 of those. Literally, so we have a spreadsheet. <laughs> as easy as that. As easy as that, yeah. yeah it's, just, it's really simple, yeah. Just like just so the, the hard thing is, is you know, the, the, the value resorts are all pretty easy because yeah. the, the buildings are rectangular and, you know, they've either got 48 or 64, uh, you know, rooms per building. They're all yeah. T-shaped. You can figure that out. The, uh, the ones that were difficult were like Saratoga Springs where um, the floor layout is different. The room layout is different on, right. depending on the floor you're on. Yeah, and the uh, the absolute worst was uh, was Coronado Springs. So the worst one we've seen so far, Coronado Springs. You, you know when they um, before uh, a few years ago they didn't have those suites in the buildings, yeah. but then they added business. When they did that, it was so they took out Casitas, the Casitas buildings, and they added three floors of suites. But it's it's they did it haphazardly. There's no consistency from floor to floor on where the doors are for the buildings or what the room numbers are. It's, it is almost like they gave three different companies, three different floors and said, go out. However you want to do it. You just end get it up with. <laughs> so like, so like this building, you know, like building like 1401, you think the building above that is like 1501, right? Yeah. It's not, it's like 1512. It's right. the, you know, they're both, you know, they're both the same kind of, room but the numbering system is off in other places you know on one floor they've got a standard view building a standard room and the one above that they've got you know a, a, a bedroom a one bedroom suite and yeah. the next one is like a regular room again it's just <laughs> i i really i don't know they must they must have created special maps for every floor because if you're a cast member working there somebody asks you where where your building or your room is in casitas eight you're like I don't know. No. <laughs> it is. It's. It, it makes absolutely no sense. It's one of those things they had to have thrown together at the last minute, and that's uh, that. We actually had to send people out twice because we were trying to reconcile the data with the maps. You know, so the photos and the maps together, and they weren't matching up. And we, we had to send people out twice to figure it out. Wow, that's amazing. Crazy. 
Yeah. Well, I but it's a lot of fun. So that's the big thing. So you can you can go in and see now. You know, with all the views from all the rooms, you can figure out whether it's worthwhile and stuff like that. It's a really big asset. So if you haven't got it's touring free. plans, you must get touring plans. Uh, you just head over to touringplans.com, and up until the end of December, listening to this show, you can go over and add a promo code, which is DisneyBrit2013, just one word, and you'll get twenty percent off touring plans as well for the next month. So if no, if no other time to do it than now. It lasts an entire year, so if you're thinking about going out there in the next year, then it's well worth getting hold of. We haven't even touched on crowd calendars. We haven't even touched on the Lines app. Um, we haven't touched on the information that's on there to do with the Cruise Line or California or even Universal Orlando. There's so much stuff on there. Genuinely, uh, it's just a phenomenal amount of information. So uh, thank you, Len, for joining us once again and giving us an insight into the world that is algorithms and touring plans and just knowing more about how to tour apart than anybody else in the world. It was great to have you on again. Oh, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Chris. Uh, thanks, Alan, too. Thanks okay. for coming on. Right, we've talked a little bit about the restaurants over the past few podcasts, so we thought we'd turn it to what do you actually do in between sitting in the restaurants? Eat. Start to use your snack credits, clearly. Just eat. eat, yeah, eat. More, more eating between your eating. Yeah, Once you're sitting down having your eating, you've got to do some standing up and doing some eating. This might be a, res- a re- revelation. Chris, did you know there's rides at Disney World? What? Yeah. I never made it off Main Street. <laughs> get to that middle bit and they've got some stops at the side where you buy drinks and then I go again. It's time to go out again. Uh, it's pretty much the way it goes. But if you do go beyond the castle, there are other things you can do, like other stores you can get some more food. Pop- popcorn? Popcorn. Um, turkey legs. I don't know if you had one of them. They're, they're not real legs. No well, way. Where's the rest of the turkey? Thanksgiving. What, they save them up for the whole year? Yeah. Mm, that's, really? why deep, that's why I deep fry a minute. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, Chris, you haven't done the dining plan, have you? No, no. Adam, have you dining planned? Yep. Right, okay, well, I've dining planned as well. Now, one of our friends on Facebook the other week sort of did a, a comment or a status update. Did a comment. Did a comment. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Teacher, pick us up. Made a and the comment that she did was, I'm aiming to use full use of my snack credits this time. I've never had a Dole Whip, so, what, so that's one snack that I'm going to try this time. Anyone got any other suggestions for other snacks that I would recommend? Can't even talk. So, you got too many snacks. So instead of just talking about our status, status updates, what we thought we'd do is ask her to join us in the podcast. So, Yay. Kim Goodwin, how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, and hello to everybody, and I can't wait to start talking about all the yummy food that I sampled while on holiday. You only sampled already. <laughs> yes, sample, that's the push way of... Aaron had the rest. Can I point yeah. out, though, with the Disney dining plan, we actually got to the point where we really did just sample things. Yeah, that is a bit too much food, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about, there's no way... <laughs> Oh, Chris, there really is. <laughs> <laughs> my, my brother went to Disney World and he said at the end of the holiday he'd got about 10 snack credits he hadn't used. Oh. And I was like, really? Why would you waste them? I managed to allocate more, but 
I've told you my story, haven't I, about what happened with me? Depends which story that is. Yes, this is it's the, the doctor I was one. Say, is that the, is, is that the, even, the one about the evening where it can go up or anything this, like that? This is the one where uh, where we can actually broadcast it. So Craig had been over to my uh, room at Saratoga Springs. He was going to hide. No, uh, go into the room to drop some stuff off for us. <laughs> they wouldn't let him into the resort, basically. And he had a moan at them because they wouldn't let us into the resort. And it basically resulted in... <laughs> he had nice. the suspenders on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few boob tube. Um, anyway, yeah, so he'd been, and there'd been a problem, so they'd done something, they'd, they'd given us some stuff in our room, um, for it, because of that. The next day, we had an issue with our tickets, because they hadn't done it properly, and they hadn't put the credit on our account and all that sort of stuff. So, to apologise, they basically doubled all of our dining credits, every single one, so we had double for two weeks. So we got to the point where we had so many credits, it was ridiculous. Um, so we actually got to the point where we literally went around and sampled stuff on the last day, I think we had six or seven main meal credits and we just basically did our own little kind of eat around the world um and just tried different stuff from different countries because we had so many credits left as well as our snack credits um which obviously is what we're talking about today and that was my story thanks anyway i'll be back next week oh i was, I was crying there it's probably we're not bring, we're not talk, so, so we're not doing the full story on the suspenders and that then no no not, that. <laughs> not, not this week and to the real reason that the tickets didn't work was because you've been banned for doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah no, basically. You bought, them, you I, bought I said I would that only big do inflatable it. sign. I said I'd only tell that story when I could upload the photos to the website and it's still not working, so. Okay, do um, So, <laughs> Kim, your, your issue was sort of trying to get full use of the snack credits, yes? yes? Right. So, where, what sort of things were you looking for and, and what did you sort of aim for? Well, we only had the dining plan for a week because the last time we went and we had the dining plan for the full amount of time, we did find that it was a lot of food for us. And Aaron is very miserable. He isn't a Disney person whatsoever, and he gets bored of eating in Disney. So we only I was only allowed the plan for a week. So the idea was that I've only got seven snack credits. What would be the best use of them snack credits over that week period that I had to use them? Um, and... To be honest, I've never really been a snack person at Walt Disney World. Last time that we went um, in 2010, we had loads of snack credits left and we weren't savvy enough to use them all. So this time, I was my goal was to be savvy and to make sure that I got every single snack credit used and I got my money's worth as much as I could. I think snack credit is a bit of a misleading term for it. Yes. Because some of the stuff you can get... <laughs> It's not a snack. No. Yeah, you can get some really silly stuff. You can get ridiculous stuff. What, I mean, what, what bigger than a snack? Sorry? Bigger than a snack? Yeah, like you can get a sandwich sort of thing for a mm -hmm. snack, you know, in some well, places. And What else would it be? Um, well, that's true. Uh, and you can get, like, the smoothies and the, the, the all those milkshake sort of stuff from, I think it's Anti-Gravities in Tomorrowland mm -hmm. and things like that, that are just a meal in themselves. Um, well, just snack I would say one example that I, I was going to give Adam was on the first morning, um, because we had to go get a car hire first thing. So I think I yeah. got Magical Express in and, and I wanted to pick up a car the next day. So we kind of didn't have any time for breakfast. So when we picked the car up, we went straight to Hollywood Studios and it was like Aaron was eating my arm because he was starving. Um, so we went to Writer's Stop. Now, I know Writer's Stop is very famous for its carrot cake cookie, but we're not yeah. really big carrot cake cookie fans. So that wasn't one that I was going to have. But when we looked in the cabinet, there was 
two things that appealed to us. One of them was um, a cinnamon bun, which was about the size of Aaron's head. And yep. the other one was like a chocolate croissant pastry, again, which was the size of Aaron's head. So we got one each. So he had the chocolate one, I had the cinnamon one, and then we split them. And to be yep. honest, we couldn't finish them. They were that big. Yeah, they are massive. We, I mean... I am a big eater. For, for people that don't know me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a proper big eater. And it's like, if I can't finish something, there's something wrong. And it's just, <laughs> you know, and it's huge. And they were both snack credits. So it was like, you know, it was perfect to have that as a breakfast. We were sat on the sofas watching the TV, having half of each of them each. And it was really nice. And can I just point out for a second, just for a second, those of you who have sat there have never met Aaron, who believe um, that, that Kim has just made out that Aaron has a massive head. Uh, <laughs> or so a tiny one. Yeah, well, no, well, no, I was saying it's that I big. thought it was quite normal yeah, size when I last saw him. apparently has a massive <laughs> head. There we go. The bit which confused me was the curly, curly face like a croissant, though. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> or a so, spiral nose. No, he really doesn't have a massive head. But um, so as, as you say, there's, there's there's loads of different things you can do with those snack credits, mm. and mm. it's one of the things is getting value for for money because some of the things you can get on the as a snack credit, for example, I'm I'm just I'm just looking down down a list here. You can get things valuing from anywhere from like a dollar all the way up to nearly six dollars. Yeah. Now, in terms of me, if someone's giving me a free voucher for some food, I don't really want to use the. You know, if if you if you get a, a bottle of water, you're wasting your money. But if you've got, I don't know, let's let's think of an example: a bowl of uh, French onion soup. Yeah, that's maybe it's more value for money. Yeah, I, I got to that point, and with the Gouda Kim, where I just started buying the most expensive thing, whether I fancied it or not, just because I knew it would be better value for money. <laughs> Aaron sort of went with that tact. I was a little bit more picking and choosing what I wanted, but yeah, Aaron went exactly by that tact. If it was the most expensive, whether he wanted it or not, he was going to have it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I've got storybook treats up here at the moment, just as an example. Um, a bottle of water from storybook tre- treats is two fifty, which you can get on a snack credit. Or if you really want to push the boat out, you can get a hot fudge cookie sundae, which is cookies topped with vanilla soft serve and hot fudge, uh, with chocolate mm. vanilla and mm. swirl <laughs> soft serve with hot fudge, strawberry or caramel topping and whipped cream. Mm. So, so like five dollars nineteen. So. Well, it's, I bet you wouldn't drink normal water, will you? You'll always have smart water smart as well water, on the old yeah, snack credits. Double, yeah, <laughs> double the price. Makes you clever or... Uh... <laughs> yeah, because you've spent less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the, way, the way that I, I looked at it was, if you, if you were going to use a snack credit, say, say you were, I don't know, thirsty and you wanted something to eat, you might have been better off buying the drink, but then using the snack credit yeah. to... To buy some yeah, possibly. actual food. Yeah. You know, sort of work it that you maybe might be paying for some of it. Nine times out of ten, I would completely agree with you. That is how you should do it. But there are the odd beverages that can be quite expensive that you should use a snack credit for. And one of them that sort of springs to mind that we did use um, was, Lef- I can never say his name properly, Lefeu's Brew Lefeu's at Brew. Gaston's Tavern. Yeah. 
because sounds good to me. <laughs> the beverage only there. Not in, you mean you, you don't get the souvenir goblet. It's just the beverage only in a plastic cup. But that is still four dollars forty nine if you were going to pay out of pocket for it. Yeah. And it is eligible on the snap credit plan. So that is I found a really good use of a snap credit, and it's mighty tasty as well. Mm, that sounds good. What, it, what does it taste like? It's like um, apple juice and. I suppose, in a way, it's Disney's version of butterbeer, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of... That it sort of has, like, a foam on it, like beer, um, and that sort of is a bit like a marshmallowy, passion fruity sort of taste. So it's like apple juicy with marshmallow e and passion fruity flavour. Bit of in it, then. Sold it really well, thanks. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice, I enjoyed it. Hmm, okay. Right. Well, I've sent a list to everyone that's in this conversation. Yeah. Yes. It's on, it's on a website which um, is called the wdwguru.com. Um, and he's put together, or the, okay, I'm not to say he. Okay. They've put together a list of snack credits and well, items that you can use for your snack credit. Now, I've gone through the list, and if everyone was wanting to get their most value out of the money, I found the most expensive item. Have you? Yeah. Well, that saves me doing. That's what I'm yeah. doing at the moment. <laughs> I, I did a quick search for items that were seven dollars. There was nothing. It's five dollars. Came up with some items. I did six, but there's nothing there either as well. Um, and for five dollars sixty nine cents, you can get a funnel cake dusted with powdered sugar or cinnamon. Oh, I'd like that though. From from Sleepy Hollow. There you go. Um, or. Um, was, I'm sure there was another funnel cake. Yeah, funnel cake um, cabin at um, Camp Mini Mickey. Yeah, that's another same price. It's good to know that they're keeping the prices that's uniform throughout. Yes, <laughs> any place um, sells a funnel cake. Yeah, the, the Oasis cab- canteen even funnel cake with powdered sugar or cinnamon American sugar. Adventure. Um, where's the other one? Uh, there'll be one at Typhoon Lagoon. Funnel cakes all round then. Yeah, so basically yeah. just funnel cakes. Can I just yeah, say so, I'm not a big fan of funnel cakes while we're uh, on that subject? No, not, not a massive fan. I might like you've got like, a Coke problem after, doesn't it? Well, no, no it depends. Because <laughs> all, you, all you do, what I quite like to do, which is you go up to somebody and just blow the icy sugar in their face. Um, and then they look like they've got the problem and you look all right. Yeah. That sounds good, but I wouldn't dare do it to my wife or kids, so I'd probably end up getting punched or something. <laughs> <laughs> Note to sound, don't do it. Yeah, so Adam would do it to a make random sure, Make sure somebody's less than six foot if you are going to do it. To Don't, I wouldn't do it to my child. Go on, I'm waiting for it. He wouldn't be there, would yeah, he? there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set, That'd have to go a long way down. to reach his face. Are we still picking on Adam for that? Yeah, I know. And I've taken him on a Disney cruise this summer and he's coming next year as well. I tell you, and they're still me. <laughs> yeah, to the airport to, to say the goodbye. Airport, yeah. <laughs> oh, great. He'll be seven next year. He'll be old enough to drive us there. It's fine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so we've decided that funnel cake's the most expensive. Yeah. Um, what else have you sort of got on your list, Kim? Well, one of the things that I used it for and I enjoyed using it for, because it was a bit of an experience as well, and I'm sort of going out of the packs a little bit, I'm going to downtown Disney, is um, Goofy's Candy Company. Yeah. Where that yeah. seems to be the place where if you've got leftover credits, go use them in there. But the one thing that I really enjoyed doing in there was having a Rice Krispie treat. Right. Now, it, it's not in the $5 range. I think with tax, it's sort of like in the $4 range. Um, but you oh, can... Nice. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, but you can completely personalise this treat to the extent where I got to cho- choose Sorry, um, what kind of chocolate I wanted it dipped in, so I had it dipped in dark chocolate. Um, then I could choose what kind of sort of top crumbly topping I could have on it. I chose um, Graham cracker i think that's how you say it graham cracker and then you get to choose what kind of chocolate drizzling that you want on it to which i chose um milk chocolate drizzle and it was huge again and i had to eat it in two different sittings in comparison to aaron's head how big was (laughs) not quite as big as aaron's head but it, it was it was close about as big as his hand maybe there you go They've got big hands. Very big hands. Coming to Mouse Meets this year. You know what they say, big hands? Well. Coming to Mouse Meets this year, we compare things to bits of Aaron's body. (laughs) That sounds like a really good feature. That's going to be a two-hour feature before I go. (laughs) So, if we're talking about Aaron, uh, in compared to Casey's Corner's hot dog. Anyway, moving on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, what I'm going to sort of take this to is Main Street Bakery or Starbucks, as it's now... Owned by. What, ring So, what you can actually do is you can actually use your snack credit to buy an, an ex- espresso or a frappuccino or, yeah. or any sort of drinks like that. And apparently, according to my list that I'm looking at, that includes all the different sizes. It does. So, you've got the option of having a small coffee mm-hmm. or a huge one. Yep. Which one are you going to choose for your snack credit? Which one would you choose, a small one or a huge one? Well, me personally, you're going to go for the huge one, aren't you? Yeah, even if you chuck half of it away, you, you're going to do it. I'd prefer a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> it's who does a sort of a hot dog. <laughs> oh, we're getting into body parts again. It's <laughs> <laughs> getting this, this is why we got uh, rejected from a, from a group. <laughs> Don't worry, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> oh. You can also get cake pops there. I've never had cake pops. Oh, they're lovely, they are. They're on a hard stick. Oh, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> Imagine, oh, Alan. What about a peach pop? muffin? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, what even this bad on the last show right, we were so, on? So, this has gone from Kimmy coming to tell recommend <laughs> snacks to uh, innuendo mm. Disney snack about credits. Aaron's, you know, size. <laughs> Petite scone, a juicy pear. Oh, dear. Um, Right. (laughs) Pull it back real. (laughs) We are real. You can even get a large jawbreaker. As Kimmy says, she prefers it extra large. (laughs) Oh, dear. So the snack credits... (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Size does matter. Uh, It does. (laughs) It certainly does. Look Look at my waist. Anyway. Did, did did you manage to go at the Starbucks? I did. I was. I am a big Starbucks fan, yeah, and I, I frequented the Starbuckses very often. Now, I didn't use a snack credit in Starbucks. Right. I don't. She I don't know to make why. sure they got the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to help them pay the tax bill. Um, oh. <laughs> but um, blow, blow. you could use your snack credits. That was fine, but. I, I didn't. I always had my Vente Frappuccino and I paid for it because there was other things around the parks that I wanted to use my snack credits for. That's fair enough. But um, they, were, they were the second most expensive item if you go for the large ones. I know, but 
It just didn't... See, I, it just doesn't feel right getting a drink with a Snap Credit. I, don't, I mean, I, I, there's Le Fleur's Brewer or whatever he's called, but... <laughs> Le Fleur? Have you been on the Chris uh, School of uh, Pronunciation? <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds very similar to me, Kimmy. Which, which I actually yeah. think I need to actually... Just say what you see. Ad- Adam Tarr, French, you said. There's somebody, a guy called Joel, who lives in Hawaii, by the way, who did put on some phonetic spelling of Hawaiian words on our Facebook page recently due to the fact that we managed to butcher his language. I did forget to tell you about that. Um, <laughs> as we're what are you about. trying to say? Is he talking about me? Yeah, you. Yes, that's exactly what Dis- That's a disgrace. <laughs> this is the Norfolk version. <laughs> You're lucky I'm one of the very few that can read. <laughs> I just can't talk. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Should, should, should we carry on? Yeah, please do. I think, yeah, I'll carry it on. <laughs> Don't tell that to Jamie, she'll be upset. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, I can't remember where we are now. We were talking Starbucks. We were talking and, Starbucks. And you, you gave them money rather than using snack credit. Yes, because there was more I sort of Disney-fied items that I wanted to use my snack credits for, like a Dole Whip, because I've never had a Dole Whip. Oh, I have now, but at the time, I've, I'd never had a Dole Whip. Was it everything you thought it would be? If I'm honest, I was a bit disappointed. What? No, they're, not, they're, not, they're not the worst thing, are they? They're I, all right. I think it's because after years and years of hearing everybody go on and on and on and on about them, I think I must have expected some sort of fanfare and Mickey and the gang to come out while I was eating one. I just, yeah, it's pineapple juice with ice cream. Get over it, move on, what's next? A citrus swirl, that's what you want. <laughs> Never got to citrus swirls, actually. That's well, what else I tried. They, they were quite nice. But I, 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 th- I can see... Why it's got its um, notoriety of being the, the snack to get. I think they're very refreshing, very tasty. It was no. refreshing, I just wouldn't... Pineapple ice cream, where else can you get it? Aaron had a root beer one, because he doesn't like pineapple juice. Root beer float? Root beer float. A root beer float from a little while. I asked him how it was. It was all right. That's Aaron, though, isn't it? <laughs> You know, no. Aaron just found a chunk of gold itself. Oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> that, that, that would get me into a different story, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of floats um, like that. Mm. Um, I had one at a, a holiday park within the UK, and um, Chris said that I bought a big cup of sick. That's what it looked like. Sick. <laughs> yeah, as, as it was frothing yeah. over the top. You're talking to a man, which is Alan, who can make who makes all drinks last a long time. I mean, he's had a Jaeger bomb and he drunk it as a long drink. Alan is the only person I know who let the ice cream melt completely. Not <laughs> <laughs> just like someone has had too much the night before. Brilliant. I, I don't know what you're going to do with it. Um, and so, in in wrapping up, where where did you end up with your snack credit list? Did you manage to use up all your credits? I did, but only because we went and bought loads of cupcakey, desserty goodness from um, Landscapes of Flavour about an hour before they all ran out. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds good to me. I wouldn't say that's a waste. I'd say that's probably the best bit. Well, I must admit, I was quite impressed, to be honest, what you could get in their food court for a snack credit. I mean, we're talking not Aaron head size, but we're talking big 
cupcakes and a cheap little cheesecake selection. What, what and... sort of size? What, kneecap size or...? Yeah, kneecap size this time, yeah. <laughs> but, but one quick snack credit that I just quickly want to mention before we go... Um, yeah. And not, I don't think many people talk about it, and I found it a really good use of one, is at um, Liberty Square Marketplace. Yeah. Now, if you're sort of not into all the sweet stuff, like your Dole Whips and your Cine Buns and stuff, they have a jacket potato or sweet potato that you can get for a snack credit. And it's, you oh. know, it's quite a... I know it's healthy, Chris. Oh, I what are they for? Because it's nice. It's a really oh, nice... Oh, no, they're nice, though. It's like a salted, the skin's salted, quite a big jacket potato, and it comes with all the fixings. You get a little pot of sour cream, a little pot of cheese, about ten slabs of butter, and you just wang it all in, and it's just really nice, and it's only a snack credit. Mm. And that could be your lunch. If you're not a big eater, you could have that as your lunch. (laughs) Where are you going? I thought I I I could have it for my lunch. Well, you could have two. Oh, no. do that. I forgot I'm on a diet ah. when I'm having a jacket potato. Oh, no, not when you've got, like, tons of butter, sour cream and cheese in it, Chris. It's not healthy when but, you put all that are you in. Not bet- oh, right, that's what I've been going wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a sweet potato option. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Or is that too vegetable-like for you, have Chris? You ta- have you tasted that? <laughs> have I tasted sweet potato? It doesn't, it doesn't taste like sweets. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. That's what I was hoping for. Like bite in and I'd be like, mm, this is nice, but no. <laughs> you did cook it, didn't you? <laughs> are you not are you not meant to put sugar on it? No. Uh, Chocolate spread. Oh. oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Well we thanks very much for joining us, Kim. No, you're welcome. Thanks for enlightening us with, with snack credits. And no doubt we'll, we might bring you back on and talk briefly about other restaurants in the future. Well, I'm sure we'll see you at Mouse Meats as well, won't we, yeah. Kim? Yes, I will be the one stood with the pumpkins, the sweet potatoes and the cucumbers with my husband at the side of me. And, uh, <laughs> and, a, man, and a man with a very big oh. head. <laughs> I can't wait to speak to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Cheers, Kim. Bye. Mouse Meets 2014. Live from Manchester. Right, so it's time to give you a bit of a Mouse Meets update, let you know what is going on. So, Alan, what's happening with Mouse Meets? Right, okay, Mouse Meets, we have told everybody that's at our mailing list what the score is. We haven't told you yet, we haven't told the public yet. No, we haven't told the public yet. No. Craig Duncan's tried his best to spoil our secret, but... Mm, There's there's a lot of secrets still to be revealed. Even to us. (laughs) Even to us. (laughs) But uh, basically what we can tell you is that we know what the date is, we can tell you how much the tickets are going to be, and we can tell you that the tickets were actually released yesterday. And fingers crossed, all the DLs will be up on the website for you to be able to buy them from... And also, fingers crossed, they've not sold out yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris... When are we having the event? Do we need a Do we need a look at look a an intro sound effect? Go on then. That'll, that'll give me time to remember when we're having it as well. Yeah, you can check. That's why I pass it to you. Right, you ready? When is it? 
The event is the 10th of May and the 11th of May. Yay! Where is it, Adam? It is in Manchester at the Portland Thistle Hotel. Tickets will be available from www.mousemeets.co.uk. You can't buy them direct from the the theatre, from the uh, hotel. How much is it, Alan? The tickets are currently priced. Are they going to go up or...? No, no, no. Yeah, that'd be good. If you get in now... No, the tickets are priced at... £20 per adult. For a 5-year-old to a 12-year-old, it's going to be £15. And for under 5s, it's going to be free of charge. We will add into that that although there's no child-specific events or activities going to be taking place, no. um, it's just giving you the option that if you're going to bring your, your younger child, that you know, you're not having to pay for them to come through the door. Yeah, so uh, that's when it's going to be. And when do tickets go on general sale, Alan? No. Okay. Basically, as soon as we can sort out the websites, they'll be live on the internet to go to buy. But, obviously, the podcast doesn't come out until Monday the 2nd of December. So, in theory, they should be there. People who are on the main list, they've already had advanced opportunity to buy into it. So, there you go. So, we are now on sale 10th and 11th of May at the Portland Thistle Hotel in Manchester. And uh, it's going to be two days of some Disney fun. So, get hold of your tickets. £20 adult, £15 for age 5 to, five to 12. And if they're under 5, then it is free. Um, and that also includes a cinema visit. It does include a cinema visit as well. But- but do you know the best thing about that weekend? What about it? What's the best thing? That McBuster McBuster playing in Manchester, yeah. The same weekend on the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday. How good is oh, that? Oh, not all three days? All three days. Wow! Adam, Alan has already asked if I yeah. want to get tickets on the Friday night. There you go, then. I didn't say yes. You should have done. Right, well, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the show, which means this... <laughs> much more to say other than to say thank you to Alan and Chris for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. No problem. Uh, thank you to Lancaster for joining us and talking us through Touring Plans. Don't forget you can go to touringplans.com if you want to get your year's subscription. Enter promo code DisneyBrit2013, one word. you get 20% off and that's available all the way up until the end of December. Thanks, Kimmy, as well for coming on and talking to us about uh, snack credits and what you can buy with snack credits and all those sort of things. And uh, don't forget, yeah, Mouse Meets tickets on sale now. Mousemeets.co.uk. Go over there, buy your tickets and we hope you enjoy. That's pretty much everything from us. You can go to Facebook, you can check out our Twitter and keep up with everything that is going on. Want to email us with anything whatsoever, any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that, it is radio at disneybrit.com. That's it. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, I know what. Mouse vent. Mouse vent's a very good point. I just suddenly thought about that as well. Almost. Yeah, you may have noticed that there's been some little audio things appearing in our stream, and that's because we are running Mouse Vent through Disney Brit this year. You're going to get a little audio treat or a little hint and tip from one of our listeners with us discussing it every day all the way up until Christmas Eve. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't want to do Christmas Day because I'll be eating my chocolate now. Exactly. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for joining us, or we will see you again in two weeks' time. So until then, we'll see you.